And then since, uh, that was 10 years ago, since that time, I kept on doing artwork in there. And when they decided to destroy the neighborhood, I, had, I pasted inside the buildings, I pasted those portraits that you see me taking at the end 10 years ago. And so I follow up that whole generation until today. And I decided to recreate the riot as a ballet inside the neighborhood. Uh, so, you know, that, I think that piece just summarized what went there. And what was your relationship with Le Bosquet before? Was it somewhere that you, you knew? Um, I went, because the guy who holds his camera like a weapon at the beginning, uh, you know, invited me to pay some photo there. And I went there one day and pay some other photos that I've taken somewhere else. And the kids there say, why don't you take us in picture? That's how I started taking photos there. And I took that photos of him with his camera like a weapon that everybody in the neighborhood thought it was a gun. Wow. So, you know, I think cliches sometimes have much more, uh, you know, impact than we think. And can you tell me a little bit about the choreography and the dance in the film? Because seeing that within that kind of urban landscape is it was super impactful, very beautiful, but also very unusual. Um, the, um, last year I got invited to direct the ballet at New York City Ballet, and I've never been to ballet before. So I decided to tell the story of the riots um, on stage. And, um, and after that, I was like, well, it could, it could be even more interesting to take ballet dancers into the context where the riots really happen, except that that neighborhood is a place where no, uh, you know, no movie being shot or stuff like that, because there's a lot of tension there. But because for 10 years we have been working there, uh, we went and knocked at every door and explained that we wanted to come with a special project that would involve 100 dancers, a lot coming from abroad, from uh, the Paris Opera, and, uh, and then we just went for it. And, Imagine ballerinas running down the streets and everything went well, which is the craziest part in this whole project, but that you can't tell through the film. But it got shot exactly where the way it happened. It's beautiful. And I guess this film is very much concerned with the youth. Um, yeah. While some of your other work is looking at, um, probably some of you have noticed that JR's um, work has been appearing around the city over the last couple of weeks. Um, and that's part of a project called The Wrinkles of the City, um, which is looking primarily at the older people yeah. um, in different cities. But this, this project was particularly looking at the yeah, I guess, young yeah, people. Yeah, when I started, uh, I, I started with that project in a way. So uh, those portraits that I took, you know, 10 years later, that becomes a generation. And you can look at what happened in one neighborhood, throughout those years, what did they become and what you know, this neighborhood meant for them because now it's got, it has been destroyed. So that's why I decided to merge all the footage to, uh, to kind of leave uh, a piece uh, out of this decay. Beautiful. Um, so I think it's time if anyone has questions that they'd like to ask. Um, the girl over there. Ah, not, not yet. <laughs> uh, maybe if you email me, I'm gonna <laughs> check. <this. laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, I have seen, I, you know, I've heard that the building were about to be destroyed. We went there in the neighborhood and um, we looked at them destroy one other building. And that's where we thought, okay, that would be something to try and put those portraits inside. We tried to have authorization, which we never had. So one night we went 25 of us and took the map of the buildings and went floor by floor and pasted the mouse in one apartment, the nose in the other kitchen, and like split, you know, split the heads between the floors like that, but that you couldn't tell if you were inside the building what it looked like. But we knew how they would come and how they would start destroying it. And, uh, and then, you know, no one knew about it. Uh, we even got arrested doing it. But they, you know, they were like, why did you went pacing in a place that's going to be destroyed? And the next day they came with a crane and started eating the buildings. And the more they ate the building, the more, you know, portraits appear. And then they ate those portraits and more portraits appear. And a lot of people in the neighborhood, they didn't saw a space them. So they thought that those portraits was there forever. So it was interesting moment, but nobody have seen those photos before, those images before, because you had to be in that neighborhood that day to see it. If not, it was just, you know, it just got be, it got destroyed. We documented it, and then that's it. Nobody was invited to that because nobody knew. Great. Maybe we put another person over there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Hello. Uh, thank you very much. I was really happy to see it because I, I was wondering when and where I could see it and so really nice. Thank you. And uh, I would like to know, like I saw a lot of your work in terms of photography, but uh, is it your first time you do something like movies or? Um, I've always documented um, my projects uh, and there's a lot of short films that I've done on my website. In 2010, I did one long movie that was in Cannes in, in selection. Uh, that came out in theaters, but that was a documentary. This is the first time I joined a documentary and fiction. Um, and uh, I just shot another fiction now, uh, a short uh, about Ellis Island that will come out this summer. So uh, films have always been a big part in my work in the way of documenting what the work is about and you know, how the work impact people or not, but here it was different. It was uh, reinterpreting the work, reinterpreting an event inside that neighborhood, so bringing dancers and creating, creating a choreography. So that was definitely a new challenge. Any more questions? Got one up there. Hi, um, Hi, I'd like to ask a question about the different mediums you use in your art. For example, like the street art is very ephemeral, however the medium of photography and film is more about documenting and this juxtaposition between these two mediums is very interesting to me and I was wondering if there was a specific reason why you choose these mediums in your works of art. I guess, like you said, you know, the, the work I'm doing in the street is really ephemeral. Like the work I'm doing now in Istanbul might stay for weeks or might stay only for days and some have already been gone. Um, and the same thing with this piece is a lot of the work that were in there got destroyed and didn't even appear for a few, they appeared for a few hours, the time they destroyed them. So um, the documentation of it is the only trace that 
you know, tells the story and, and keep it alive in a way. So that's why I've always, you know, uh, gave a big part of time to documenting uh, the stories and making sure that I can also share it in museum, in galleries, in festivals. Um, and also, if you just go on my website, I put a lot of those films there because it's a really important part for me to also merge the voice of the people that you see in those photographs with uh, the, you know, the, the, the context that goes around it. Thank you. You're welcome. One at the back, just there. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Um, I know this is not the first time you're in Istanbul. Uh, I'm curious that what are you thinking about the changings in the city and the skyline and the buildings <laughs> and <laughs> as an uh, artist? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess for me, I just spent like, I came a few times since last year, where last year here on that stage was my first time in Istanbul. But um, there's, I travel a lot and I don't see that much vibrant city, you know, cities where just people live all together and literally uh, you, f you walk in the street and you've seen you, you've seen nowhere else this kind of scene basically uh, the more you travel now the more you see big cities how london looks like paris and even if the monuments are different still you see the same shop you see the same way of functioning and i felt a different vibration in uh, in in istanbul there's you know there there's a, a thirst of life here that's that's really impressive and uh, so pasting here was uh, you know was a great a great thing for me just because we I came here with 15 friends of mine and and we went in different neighborhood and in each place it was not that easy to pace to be honest but the people were really uh, helpful and uh, and it was those kind of situation where a lot of stuff happened uh, constantly so every day was a new adventure um, so that's you know I like pasting should not be that easy because when you put up a photo in the city, when you do something that haven't been done in other places, you search for the limits. And so you have to encounter those discussions or those moments that actually uh, help you understand the society or the context much better than by doing tourism, uh, I think at least. So uh, it was, you know, it was a, a, a great experience. Thank you. Okay, we've got time for maybe one more question, if there is one. One at the front here. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. I'd like to thank you first for your courage and thank uh, you. for making a great difference in the world. Thank you. It's such an honor. And I wanted to know what really inspires you to create art. Uh, that's a <laughs> maybe you want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, now nah, I guess you know people um, uh, every place I go in any context and I've always been looking for which place people would tell me that this is not a place for art you know this is not a place for photography or pasting and I've tried many places I've went to you know conflict contexts I went in violent places or the other side of the world and each place that I went to Explaining my work, not being, I don't work with any brand or any sponsor or any institution. Um, so I had to have the authorization of the people. So the people are the people I meet when I go in places. 
and that decide that, that they are the one that are the curators. They're the one that's going to decide if the work should happen or not. And uh, and I guess understanding why they would say yes or no, why you know this piece or that piece or that photo would make sense for them or not in their neighborhood. That's what excited me to go and search for new places or put myself into new context. And um, I guess that's one of the major, you know, factor that takes me from one place to the other. It's really to just, you know, meet new people, new context, and throughout pastings understand the way that people think, the, their frame of reference uh, uh, with the same base. When I was in Cuba doing the same project that I'm doing here, and that's the film we showed last year here with Jose Parla, people took it a completely different way because they've never seen had a photography than Fidel or Che Guevara or Raul Castro. So, you know, it was a complete different experience there because uh, they never had the power on their world. Where here, it's, you know, I went and asked the, a group here, you know, places, and we went and knocked at the door of the people to ask if we could use their wall. Um, the people had a much, you know, a saying about what could be done, but then Again, it was not that easy because the city didn't really approve everything and then we had to go through. It's, it, that experience is the journey, basically, and uh, that helps you understanding how a society functions and how people react to art that, you know, I, when it's, especially when it's unlinked with any brand or any other uh, interest, then it's literally people to people. So I guess that's, that's the thing that motivates me the more. Got one, one last one over mm -hmm. here. I am a huge fan of your art. Uh, the mm -hmm. movie is massive. I think I liked it too much. Uh, what I want to ask that uh, your photographs or also your street art, it tells a story every time, uh, a story of a guy or something. Um, uh, and also the movie telling your story especially. and. In your photographs or street art, the only thing missing is just motion. So you just bring t uh, together them in, your, in this movie, the photograph, the story, and the motion. So do you consider to uh, being a filmmaker as a carrier, as you said on Instagram, as a real job? So you'll be so successful. So I want to learn that if you want to consider being a filmmaker. And also, one last question. Do you have a, any kind of art education? Uh, so, <laughs> I, no, I don't have any kind of art education, I guess. Uh, my art education has been just starting from graffiti since I was 16, 17, and until today I've never been to any uh, school. Or, um, then um, I guess, you know, I do films like I do pastings. I never learned it, and I'm, I'm just doing it as it goes. For me, the term artist cover you know, that I can choreograph one day and I can maybe make sculpture another day or, or do photography another one or film. Um, I feel there should not be uh, boxes where I put myself in, but I can just use any medium as long as it conveys for me the same direction of, of the message I'm working on. That's really the main focus for me is how to take a subject and then walk uh, through different medium that same subject. Okay. Um, I think we've got to wrap it up. Thank but, you. Um, thank you very much, JR, and thank you all for coming today. Thank you. And I think that's